Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Just join hands with uh, the young person next to you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, we are so excited to serve you. We are so excited to be your children. We are so excited because of your love and your grace towards us. We are so excited because if it was not for you, we wouldn't be here tonight. We are here today because we love you. We are here today because we want to hear from you. We are here today because we want you to mold our lives and shape our lives. I pray as I speak to these young people today, Father, please grant me the words that are appropriate. I pray that you anoint the message. I pray you anoint their ears to hear. I pray, God, that as we gather together here tonight, may you speak a word in our lives that will transform our lives forever and forever. We thank you for your presence. We acknowledge you as the greatest guest in our midst, as the number one and the one and only. We gather together in your name because you said when we gather together in your name, you are there in the midst of us. And so, Jesus, we welcome you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, yeah. All right. Before you sit down, before you sit down, just go to seven young people, give them a high five, tell them it's good to see you. Wow. Amen. Thank you so much for Thank you so much. And to Babu Mazui, Le Mama, and the entire leadership, Yamo Youth. And they're doing a great job, these leaders of ours. Why don't you give them a big hand, perhaps? Thank you. Thank you. As well, young people, give yourselves a big hand for being here tonight. Well done. Amen. You've given me a very thought-provoking topic tonight. I wonder who came up with that topic. Whoever you are, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I think it's going to be an interesting topic, but before Ritual Lakopele, there's a few things I'm going to ask you to do. It's actually just one thing. Uh, I pray that at the end of this message, you will be equipped, inspired, challenged, and hopefully you can further discuss this topic and research it. So look at the young person next to you and say you'll be equipped, inspired, and challenged. Tell them again, tell the other one, you'll be equipped, inspired, and challenged. I just want us to take a few minutes to interact with the person seated next to us. If we do truly want to find somebody, okay? So we're going to interact with somebody next to us, okay? I said interact. I didn't say anything more than that. Don't add to what I'm saying now. No phone numbers, no anything. All right? Just, just interact, okay? <laughs> your topic is God is a father. That's what you're talking about. So... Yeah, here's my, here's my request, okay? I'm going to take a few minutes just for you to talk about two things, just your thoughts, 
about the qualities that you can describe as qualities of a great father. Just two qualities. Not saying that, two. Talk to the person next to you, tell them what someone is a great father. This is what I mean, or whatever. Just talk to them. Labor now they must talk back to you. I just give you a few minutes, all right? Won't come on to find a partner, Pell. How? No solo people. Find somebody. I said two qualities, not 200 qualities. Two. <laughs> two. All right. And by the way, tonight we have people who are joining through live streaming. You do the same as well where you are and all of you. All right. Now I want to hear somebody decide. What are the two qualities that the other person said? Just shout out one of them. Huh? Dignity. How do you define dignity? Eh? King, King. I come on, help me. How do you define dignity? Dignity. Is that dignity? Dignity. Oh no, it doesn't matter. I just want to hear. So dignity. Okay, let's hear over there. Huh? Caring. Caring. Okay. Caring. Okay, let's hear right at the back there. Huh? Protector. Protector. So and it's a it's a it's a it's a lady who said that. So if 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 somebody what you call he wants to marry you, he's gonna protect you. Okay, let's go over here. Provider. Provider. Serious. And it's a lady, you are not an independent, self-motivated everything. You don't need anybody, yeah? Provider. All right, let's hear this side. Huh? What? Survivor? Wait a Lava. Hey. Lava. That's this. <laughs> wow. Over there? Hmm? Pardon? Oh. Did you hear it? Let's call us Disciplinarian. All right. Okay, over more. Over here. Yeah? Huh? What? Affirms. He must affirm. Affirms. Affirm. All right. Over there. <laughs> huh? What? Staring. Nine bullets. <laughs> Staring. <laughs> oh, wow. So he mustn't die. Lone Ranger. Lavamo Shutaka seven bullets is still alive. Steri. Okay. Aruta here. Over here. Huh? What? Guidance. All right. You know, all the things said in Chilong are very true, but I did this on purpose. I did this on purpose. The reason Kieta is because. We've got to acknowledge by here so that we live in a challenging time in the world wherein 
We may experience fathers who are not engaged at all. A non-involved father. I was actually talking to one bishop the other day about this. The second thing is that it's also a societal reality that there's a lot of single-parent homes. It's a reality. Where mom has single-handedly raised the children. So when we really talk about father, it, it suggests that because we may not have an, had an interaction with father, sometimes it's really hard to picture what a father should be like. Not that we don't know, but we've just not had the experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not our fault. In fact, this Muruti O Nayanai is more radical than me. He was saying to me, don't you think we must change the Lord's prayer to our mother? <laughs> no, I, I have no comment, okay? <laughs> so, my approach in talking about the father today is not going to be father as in male masculine. Because that might not be the reality of many of us who never had the fortune to, to see a father model what fatherhood is about. And maybe even the things said it wrong, it's what we see, we wish, we see elsewhere, but we've really never had a personal experience. But this one thing is true. I'll speak about the subject of fatherhood, not from a gender perspective, but from a role perspective. I'm going to describe a father from the role a father should play, and I'll relate that to God concerning you. There are amazing facts, Tsebon sang the effects of a father. And so in the lives of the children, even though your biological father might have been absent or mine may have been absent, but the truth is there's someone who played the role of both mother and father in our lives. Or even if they may not have been your immediate biological father, but maybe a distant somebody. Some of you, you may have someone you consider to be your father from a distance. Or you look at them, they are like a father figure to you. So, I want us to start Ephesians chapter 4 together, all right? Let's open that together. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, chapter 3, excuse me, yeah? Chapter 3, yes, verse 14. Sorry, it's chapter 3 there, not chapter 4. And I read the New Century Version. This is how it reads. So I bow in prayer before the Father. Okay, if you are able to underline, underline that. From whom every family in heaven and earth gets its true name. Now, let's talk about this for a while. There's two important words there. today. Number one is the word Father. Number two is the word family. All right? This verse, when it talks about a father, it uses the word P-A-T-E-R. You may want to write that down. P-A-T-E-R. And that word father there means the following. This is what a father is. According to God's definition, this is what a father is. Number one, an originator. In other words, things start from father. Number two, a source. A source. Number three, one from whom family comes. One from whom family comes. And number four, 
one from whom family fashions itself after. So, meaning, according to God, the role of a father is a very critical one because a father must be the source, the originator. He's the one who, after whom family is named, after whom family is fashioned. Now, this verse says, God is the father from whom every family in heaven and earth gets its true name. Now, note, it didn't say all families. It says every family singular. This is what it means. It means there is a family called a heavenly family. <laughs> and in this heavenly family, God is our father. And you glad that God is your father. Now, if that is true, then we need to understand if God is my father, how does his fatherhood affect my life? I'm going to show you things about you that you don't know. Things about you that you haven't discovered yet. Things about you that I'm hoping by the end of tonight, you're going to explode into the new you. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to explode into the new me. I want to show you why it's important for your relationship with God to be a good one. I'm going to show you why is it that you're not wasting your time tonight by being here. And I'm going to show you why Usibari or Usimotana by believing in Christ and loving God with all your heart. Why? Because God is a father. He's the originator. He's the one who starts. He is the one after whom we fashion ourselves. He is the source. Can I hear an amen? amen? Now, when you read the Bible, it's very interesting that some of the apostles copied from God when they wrote to some of the churches that they fathered spiritually. So, I want to, can I use a difficult word? education. I want to extrapolate. That's a word right there. I want to draw a parallel between these fathers who played a role as a father, but they show what a father does. And as I'm reading this, I want you to know this is who God is in your life. This is what God will do for you. This is what God is going to perform in your life. Can, you, can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? Or it's the young people, the way they have the, what you call it. Romans chapter 1, turn there with me. Romans chapter 1, verse 11. Listen what Paul says to the Christians in Rome. Now, I'm reading verse 11, but how about from verse 1, you see the special relationship that Paul had with these Christians at Rome. All right? He, he was their spiritual father. He was involved in their life. So he's writing a letter to them as a father. This is what he says. He says, for I long to see you. I long. So number one, a father longs for a relationship with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God longs for a relationship with you. God longs for you to spend time on a daily basis talking to him. And Ebazalana, let's move away from these rehearsed ways of praying. Eh? Eh? You know, you know, the easiest way to pray is just to talk to God. Just talk. 
Don't change your voice. Some of you are a change the voice. How many of you are sitting next to somebody who prays like that? Father go. Look. God longs to talk to you. You know, I heard somebody about a certain minute. They said, this guy prays in a funny way. He said, you know, because he listened in on the man praying. He said, you know, he will talk and talk and then he will listen. Then he will say, yes, no, I understand. And then talk some more and listen. He says, this guy prays funny. But you know, that's how we're supposed to pray. Prayer is conversation with God. I, some of you, the way anything. How many of you are sitting next to somebody like that? The way they pray, what about all? Oh, you shaken, saliva flying everywhere. So, <laughs> Paul says to the Christians in Rome, I long to see you. Listen, Baheso, God longs for fellowship with you. I'm telling you. That's why the Holy Spirit in you will always try to drive you into a time of prayer. And there's a reason why you'll see. Paul says, I long to see you. I long to have fellowship with you. God longs for you. When you are distant from God, when you are away from God, you are depriving yourself. I'll be honest with you. If there's one thing I can tell you that truly helped me, and I'm so glad Kibua here, we've been friends ever since really teenagers. Seventeen years. Yeah. Seventeen years ago, I multiply five. Before you get our age. <laughs> we were 17 years when we met. You know, and this is what amazes me about this man here. He was my friend. He's still my friend. He was my friend, still my friend. But I, I can't understand. He was my friend, still my friend, calling me bishop. Because you know, I need a difference. You know. I don't understand how he, he serves so respectfully. But we won't say fanfare off. But you know, you know what kept us? You know what sustained us? Knowing God in our day, the days of our youth. I'm telling you, there's nothing, there's nothing to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God longs for time with you. Paul says, I long to see you, so that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. Oh my goodness. Paul's eagerness to visit, his longing to see them, is because he wants to impart to them some spiritual gift. Watch this, very interesting. So Paul speaks as a father to the church in Rome and spells out that his involvement and his his participation in the life of the children will never leave them the same way. See, God wants to impart gifts to you. God wants to make you to be a wonder. God wants people to look at you. Yeah. In spite of the background you come from, in spite of the difficulties, in spite of what they're saying about you, about ostracizer, God wants to impart some gifts in your life. Can I hear a good amen? But those gifts are imparted in your life through fellowship with God. Mamelang, Mamelang, let me be honest with you, all right? I wasn't one of those gifted people. 
I'm teasing my friend. I mean, Costco long, the, the girls didn't want me. Huh? Huh? They missed out. Forgive. <laughs> At least I used to do well Koskolong. I wasn't bad, you know. Labona Akislech. I'm not a crack mara, at least. Kaza. At least Kaiti one plus one is four. At least Kaiti. But you know, unfortunately, as you grow as a young person, those things better. What people say, you know. Go higher. My parents couldn't afford to Rakela fashion. So now. Fashion in exile. Even these days, fashion in theory because it's broad. You know, these days, there's a, the fashion. You young people, I wish you know how fortunate you are. You, fashion these days is broad. You can wear. I don't want to take any more fashion in Mara. I don't want to take any more fashion in Mara. I don't want to take any more fashion in Mara. I don't want to take any more fashion was just one style. Yeah, Larry, yeah, no, Larry. Yeah. We used to wear them. Nera para di bell bottom. Wapala maruka ma aiviana fitam. You wear your pants up to your navel, and it must be short. And the and the shoes kuba na galadi kausi. And there's a way of walking. Do you remember the days of the young Americans? I don't know many of you know. Some of you you won't know. There was a time when one of these guys by pizza the young American. Nera shapa. Bona na wa specialize kaka chuvishera kwa importiwa. It's amazing what some the dust. you don't know how they walk. I don't know how those guys walk. <laughs> they had a way of walking. And they are, they are, their way was Habatamaya. They have to parade. So Habatamaya, Batamaya, two steps forward and seven steps backwards. Yeah, they used to do that. <laughs> so, so there was this lady. The younger brother and a young American. So somebody about Mozart, hey, Ojuang's Mamang, let's give the guy a name. Are Mites Mangalis. If you listen Mangalis on Sorel. Arunja no smangalis are oh ole. Ha tago hike. Sale ruta gate iritswe. Rirumutuake naritarimukrako charte. Do you, do you know the pressure you feel when Usimo fashioning? Do you know the pressure we used to feel because fashion? I used to go to a dancing club. You know, I learned ballroom dancing. I used to be a ballroom dancer. Yeah, that's why Lampanaki move us. So, hey. <laughs> it was worse, Kotlapunyaruna Youth Club. It was worse because there, Ah, no, she was Jewish, she does. Yeah. So when I was a young when I was a from head to toe, you know, when you're a young person, that gets to you. Yeah. That gets to you. So go along, they treat you like that. Go Kasi, they treat you like that. And so after a while, you feel like you're a nobody, like some of you today. You feel because of your background, you don't have any worth. God knows that. That's why God says, 
Listen. If you allow me to interact with you, I will impart something in your <laughs> You see that there's nothing as frustrating to people have have our shaza kadia parotsa how mara oba tshula ka achievement dia paro and all. Oh somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. Yeah. There's nothing that like when they describe your family, there's a young girl in a church years ago in Ample Laur. He has a bishop there way best trooper and a corner guy. In a racket, some I must start saying, Bengbonaboma, Kibank, Pegang, and first day. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this girl never sit like a thing. They never used to have the upper. You know, either how they are they are too long or they are too old or they are always too something. And you know people write about Shabaka first there. Some of you maybe, even as I'm describing, it describes where you are. It may not be that about Shabaka first there, but you have been treated in such a way that people make you feel that you are a nobody. Listen to me. There's a God in heaven who says you are a somebody. And that God in heaven, when you spend time with him, he wants to impart something in you. There's more to you than what we see right now. Tell your friend, my friend, there's more to you than what we see right now. Tell your other friend, tell them, he say, there's more to me than what you see right now. Come on, if you believe there's more to you than what we see right now, give the Lord a big shout at this place. Eh? God says, he says, I want to impart some spiritual gifts. Everybody in this place, you have gifts. That word gift is a very interesting word. It's the word charisma. But it speaks of God favoring you and giving you something not because you deserve it. God wants to give you extraordinary abilities that come by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the same thing that Paul told young Timothy. You have a gift from you that has been given to you through the laying on of hands. So simply put, relationship and involvement and participation with God our Father in our lives as his children results in a supernatural impartation. But Paul says, I want to impart something to you that you may be established. That's number two. So what God impart establishes you, makes you strong. It's a gift that makes room for you. It's abilities that move you forward in your career. It's capabilities that take you out of obscurity and put you on the world stage. Ah. I was shocked the other time, you know. I, I, I thought I was going to copy that thing, but maybe of you, some of you saw it. Somebody will learn Romela or Naka WhatsApp. So I don't even know who Reiko Kai on, on, on YouTube, what, what I don't even know, but it was on WhatsApp. And it was a, a young guy who was speaking in Australia. How how And you listen to his tone, he's Australian. <laughs> young guy, I think he must have been 22 years old, 21 years old, young guy, I mean. And then he said something that blew me off. Because you see, you see, you see, as human beings, we look at you, we already conclude. 
You understand what I mean? So, so Kikupalen Sorale Lina had already concluded he's Australian. Yeah, just just by the way, Abu Angje nakam kamu kuri kileka mushaba kamuri zingzong 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 Australian. So he spoke for a few minutes, and this young guy is brilliant. And then he says, "I want to show some of you your prejudice." I thought, "Why, Chinek?" So I'm watching this thing. So some of you probably thought, "I'm someone who was raised." in a very upmarket place in Australia by rich black parents. What you don't know is that I'm actually Zimbabwean. Yeah. Raised in a very poverty-stricken home, but worked very hard and was able to come over here through learnerships. And I studied hard and I've established a company and established myself right here. You know, I, 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 by that time, I was a mess because now, now I committed zing zong, zing zong. And then he starts talking about another young guy, 19-year-old Okomali, who is a, 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 an IT genius who has established his own company, Mali. You know, for a while I realized, you know, that's the way we are. We look at people's backgrounds. We look at where, who people are. We come to conclusions. But this young man and the young man in Mali is exactly like the young people that I'm looking here tonight. Can I hear an amen? It's people who know there is something greater inside of you. There's more to you than what people see. So any interaction with God our Father, Paul says, you interact with God the Father, he's going to impart. And I'm telling you, young people, you are not wasting your time by, by loving God and, and, and serving God. You, 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 are, you are not wasting time by that. I don't want to be too graphic, but I wish I could. Because I don't know if some of our leaders would be comfortable. But some of our leaders, if I was to tell you their background, you would not believe me. You never would. You never would. There's one of our leaders that are not more pinvili, so... Just in case, so to check our So I'm just taking you off. This guy, I remember, they they struggled so much, Kobana. And you know, you know, sometimes we can be we can be ugly to each other, kahutizana, who unnecessary. And there's nothing wrong being jocular, but sometimes you want to be sensitive. So this guy was in one of our departments. I don't want to be too graphic. You won't know. You can do whatever. Pray hard. You won't know. Tell your neighbor you won't know. You won't know. And it was winter time like this and it was cold. And I somehow, a certain attire that was really not it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hopefully, those years, Runa, fashion, you, you understand? I mean, that thing when I was dating back several centuries. I mean, really. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. is not an issue. Those years it was. But you know how can somebody... Some of you are a little bit poems are Africans. Do you know Africans' poetry? There's a, there's, a, there's a poem. I don't even remember it well. Maybe some of you, you can remember me. There's a poem that was made... It's changa ni yari shisiwa. You know, lazima shisiwa na kimu tuotupe kiling. 
and they describe how he, how he walks. Chakala, chakala, chakala. Okay, I won't, I won't tell you my but. But, but. but in Africans, this guy has composed a poem. God, this person who is so poor. You remember? Okay. We used to recite it. Yambali. Darkom Yambali. And then Aksa Hopola ring, hey, vat, 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 vat. So, 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 so the people that knew it. So this guy, when he came in, yeah. When he came in, one of the people said, Darkom Yambali. Now, you know, the other people laughed, but you know, the pain it cost him. I, I thought that person was so insensitive to do that. But you know, that same guy, I watched him grow in our church here. He went to school, Yambali. He performed well, Yambali. And you know, sometimes when you are still small and young, you are pretty, you are handsome, Mara. We haven't yet discovered how pretty you are yet. And how handsome you are. This guy used to be, oh, you are, you are, you are, you are prophesying to some of them who are next to you. Okay, prophesy to them, prophesy. That is your portion. Tell them that's your portion. You know, some people, do, when you are young, you are still very small. You know, your body is not fully developed. This guy, he was small as crony. Can't you, there's a hunk in this guy. Hey! He loved God so much, this brother served in a church and whatever. And for a while, he relocated Aya somewhere, but he was still in a church. So I hadn't seen him for a while. One day, I'm on a flight. You know, I'm flying somewhere. And then I see this hunk of a guy. Hey! Hey! You should have seen what he had on. Oh, Jesus. You know, I thought, I wonder where are those? That's what's going to happen to you in the name of Jesus. I said, that's what's going to happen to you in the name of Jesus. I see God imparting in your life in the name of Jesus. I see God writing a new story concerning your life in the name of Jesus. That's what happens when we relate to God. He releases, establishes us, gives us gifts, makes us better people, makes us grow, takes us from Yambali to Prince Charming. Oh! And Paul says, I long to see you to give you a gift and that you may be established. See, it's one thing to start something. It's one thing to be established. You see, when you are established, it means Sosietang is known now, it's permanent, it's a brand. They, can, they cannot dismiss you, they cannot overlook you. Can I hear an amen in the house? When we started the church 22 years, Kilimuruti, they were saying, ah, 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 you know the people. Oh, Mara, 34 years later. You are established by the grace of God. I see you being established. But all of it comes from Father, the originator. 
the one who shapes us and who molds us. Can I hear an amen in the house? So a healthy relationship with God will make you flourish. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to flourish. Tell your other neighbor, I'm going to flourish. Tell your other neighbor, you are going to flourish. Tell your other neighbor, we are going to flourish. Number two. Number two. Research shows. No, 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 no. Number three. No, 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 no. Point one had two points. Yeah. He, point one. Your relationship with your father. One, okay, everything. One A. He established, he, 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 he imparts to you. One B. He establishes you. Okay, then. Number two. Are you ready with number two? Studies reveal, research shows that when a father is involved in the lives of their children, it helps them. I got these big bombastic words today. I was trying to look educated for my young people. It helps you to develop cognitive ability. It's a word. It's a word. I said it's a word. It's a word. You know, I enjoy preaching to you. You are not like the people in the service there. You know, it's just young people. Are, uh, tell your neighbor, it's a word. Yeah. So research shows that when a father is involved in the lives of the children, it helps them to develop what? It's a word. It helps them to develop what? Cognitive. Now, I know I, you don't know what you said. Let me explain what you said. <laughs> the word cognitive means the act of knowing. It speaks of perception. understanding. Or awareness. You know, you know, there, there, there are certain things that education cannot give you. You see, perception is the ability to look at a situation and understand it, know what you must do, and break down what you must do to interact with the situation. Now, you know, at that time, there's nobody coaching you. It's just that, how shave and waibala, you know what to do. You, you meet somebody, mutona, but you know how to bring them down. There, there's no school that teaches. There's no, there's no, there's no. Awareness. There are people who are out of touch with what's going on. You know, I've seen people... At a funeral, I, I will never forget this. Yes, when I started to be a pastor, I couldn't understand the people but Mokiri came, some of them. Come on, I'm doing a funeral. And somebody goes, in moments like this, I sing out a song. Hey. What a shock. Now, you know, you know, <laughs> So, so, moyena, pina ki pina ki pina. Kore aina na koyayon. Now watch this. So, so in Second Chronicles chapter one, this is what Solomon understood about God. And I'm going to ask you, 
To use this as your prayer. I pray this over my life. I've prayed this over my life. And I can tell you this much. That cognitive ability will take you further in life. Oh, you're amen, Yabata. Anyhow, I will try it. Wisdom, discernment, understanding, perception, awareness will take you further in life. Because when you are in a situation and you are faced with the same situation with other people, you will take a different route. They take another route. By the time Silima Sefita, when you are 20 steps ahead, Bonasan Sanabalukwal. So they don't understand why when in the same situation, with the same amount of money, with the same background, with the same problems and the same difficulty, you are still progressing, you are still moving on, you are doing much better than them, even if they had better advantages than you. You are not hearing what I'm saying here tonight. It's cognitive ability. It's something that all kings in the Old Testament prayed for. All people that God chose, their first request was to say, God, give me perception, awareness, wisdom, discernment, and understanding. Okay, are you ready? This is after Solomon had offered offerings to God. And he's worshiping God, like you are worshiping God. And, and God as a father appears to him. Verse 7 of Second Chronicles chapter 1. It says, that night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask whatever you want me to give you. Some of you can say Lamborghini. Or Maserati. Or whatever. Not what Solomon answers. I like the way he answers. He says to God, you've been very kind to my father David. And you have made me king in his place. He says, now Lord, now, Lord God, may your promise to my father David come true. You have made me king of a people who are many as the dust of the earth. Now, give me wisdom and knowledge so that I can lead people in the right way. Because no one can rule without your help. I, I tell you. Let me tell you now. Let me tell you, I am more aware than anybody else that without wisdom, understanding, perception, insight that comes from God, there's no way I can lead this church. Now, I've been to Bible school. I study a lot. I go to many conferences. But every time I step back and look, I realize, you know what? If I don't have that, it's not going to work. Now, here's what I want you to know. A father, God your father, when you spend time with him, he will impart to you. See, what made Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego be chosen in, in a foreign land? They had been, now that Batuba captured you, they had been captured taken to a foreign land as slaves. Now, Babylon at that time, Babylon at that time had the best universities in the world, like your Harvards and your other universities. If you studied Babylon, how Harvard? We don't question. How Harvard? No, you are an authority. They had the best university. They, secondly, they had the 
the, the wisest people, the best architects, the best everything. Mara, when they took these three Hebrew young boys, these four boys, and when they put them next to the Babylonians who had been to university, the Bible, they eclipsed them. That's a word right there. They eclipsed them. I see you eclipsing somebody and being more than that. Yeah. The Bible, in the whole land, they were wiser than all those people, but their wisdom wasn't a wisdom that comes because of schooling. As much as schooling and studying is important, don't misunderstand me, do it. But there's another kind of insight. There are many people banally certificated, but they cannot make their life work. But I see your life working in the name of Jesus. Yes. Wisdom, understanding, insight, discernment. He says, give me that wisdom. Verse 11. God said to Solomon, you have not asked for wealth or riches. This is what people would ask. Imagine God giving you a blank check, a key, a blank check. Just fill out how much, whatever you do. You some of you come and say, Lamborghini. Wow. Solomon, Ronaldo, no, no. Keep at the wisdom and understanding. You must equip me in the task. Because there are certain traits that will bring riches. There are certain traits that if you don't have riches, you will get riches by having those traits. But if you have riches, you can't buy wisdom. Now, I'm not saying riches are bad. I'm just saying there are things that will bring other things. There are things that supersede. There are a higher law. See, there's always a higher law that's above other laws. And, and, and when you apply a higher law, you are able to, to rule above other laws. See, you see, when an aeroplane is flying, it doesn't mean there's no force of gravity. Ha -ha. Ha -ha. There is still gravity. If you want to be sure that there's still gravity, switch the engines off of the plane and gravity is a hoy. But when a plane flies, they apply the laws of aerodynamics. Is the law that has a combination of speed and, and, the, and the shape of the plane and the wind where it's blowing. And all those laws come into action. And so a plane flies. When it flies, it, 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 it overcomes what people say cannot be overcome. I see you overcoming generational things in your family. Where your, your family, your parents, your parents' parents, your grandparents, where they couldn't go, you will go and come back more than once. Why? Because of wisdom. 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 Many times it's difficult to just have more than, to have more than one church. It's very difficult. Very difficult. Just to build one building. <laughs> I tell you. It's, it's very difficult to, to stay in ministry and, and still be anointed after five years. I guess I'll be 34. Yeah. See, it looks easy. I wish it looks easy. Yeah, it looks very easy. But I tell you, try and do it with Lavona. Hey, have you ever seen somebody do something about who is? Over Zama Yetane? Over Tulehane? Oh, what lawyer? Have you ever said that to? <laughs> but you see, 
You note when you do something, it looks like there is more to it than what they told you. Even if you studied the same book, there's something extra more than what the book is saying that they're doing that you don't know. That is called wisdom. Can I hear an amen in the house? Can I hear an amen in the house? God says, because you haven't asked us, he says, I will give you wisdom and knowledge and I'll also give you more wealth, riches and honors than any king who has lived before you or any who will live after you. I tell you, Barcelona. This, I noted, I prayed for this. And as I grow up more, I pray for this boy. Because you see, when you get to a certain age, you know, certainly they overtake her. Yeah. You see the other people, they call the Same school, everything, Mara, they are back one. When now he. Either or no, Banenfe, Nelabant. Or Unanyoka Munuloi. Or Waloya Motu. Or there's got to be something that they're doing that I'm not doing. Reshebile, the same thing. We were given the same tender. Mara five years later, and only company T4. May those days be over in your life. Yeah. But you see, when you spend time with God as a father, he imparts wisdom. I love it. In 1 Kings chapter 4, go there. Verse 29 to verse 34. Must I stop preaching? Okay. Go deeper. I rather. <laughs> First Kings chapter 4. I'll be done in a short while. God gave Solomon great wisdom so he could understand many things. May you understand many things. You know, you know, one of the one of the things I've learned, Kaburuti, what, what Buruti has done, is that being running a church stretches you to learn all kinds of things. Because you know, running a church is not just preaching. You know. You know, you must administrate, you must build buildings, you must know how to do sound, you must know how to run a, a, a structure, you must know how to prepare the message, you must know how to talk, you must know how to lobby people to buy into the vision. There are so many things, there are so many things. You know, Hakeba Muruta realized there are so many things, and most of those things, they don't teach you at Bible school. You know, Bible school, they teach you theology, and there's nothing wrong. They teach you theology, this word means that, this word. Then it's not just theology you need. You must get people to support the program. You must know how to raise money, to build buildings. You must know how to, to go and, 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 and negotiate Horeca building. So many things. And I soon realized, oh, and this is why many times, and I'm being honest with you, when we hire people to come and work for us, many of them struggle with good CVs. With good CVs, because, see, many of the people, they only deal in one area. Lahotike specialists. Mona, you must birth something and mature it. The problem is in between. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. So, and God made Solomon understand many things. See, you, you must be versatile. Eh? Anywhere, 
Ukhona to make a difference. It takes wisdom. I'm telling you, it takes wisdom to be multi-skilled. It takes wisdom to grow in all areas. There are people who bahuti motokomona. They haven't grown relationally. They are great academics, but they are horrible to relate with. So when it comes to international relations, they are not. There are people who have grown that, but they haven't grown in their money, in how they handle their finances. They have a great certificate. They are great to talk to. Maraba lazy always. How many of you are sitting next to somebody who's in Ancheleta always? <laughs> Even if they earn a lot of money, they are, they are really, you know. So, wisdom, wisdom will make you understand many things. Many things. See, when you operate in wisdom, start as a young person. Don't be too much into finding a job that only suits what you like. Work any job. I was working in the mailing room. And in the wholesale department. And in the bookshop. And in the tape department. And in the video department. When I left, they hired four people in my place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's the capacity God can give you. Only one way now you can be worth four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it said in the Bible. You are, you are worth ten sons to me. Only one. You can be ten times people. God knows how to do that, Bazalwan. I see God doing that in your life in the name of Jesus. But it comes by wisdom. I used to do all the jobs. I'm telling you, Kiliko Hotel Department, Kirana Bookshop. I used to do tape of the month, Kiriposa. I used to go and Kilolata Posa, the whole minister, distribute. I used to send video tape, uh, then necessarily videos and cassettes as well. You know, I used to do all. I used to get the carpet for the box for the carpet and all of that. I used to do that where I worked. Kili one. Kili one. Kili and then I get some in time. And not just in time, but the standard was good. I'm not singing my own tune. It's true. They tell me. But I didn't see it when I was young. I didn't see it. I'm only seeing it now. Because I, I, they hired four people. And those four people couldn't even do what I was doing. It's about specializing. to wholesale. I see you having capacity more than anything in Jesus' name. Yeah. And he could understand many things. His wisdom was as hard to measure as the grains of sand on the seashore. His wisdom was greater than any wisdom of the East or any wisdom in Egypt. He was wiser than anyone on earth, even wiser than Ethan, the Isahite, as well as Haman, Kalkol, and Darda, the three sons of Mahol. Watch. Kim Solomon became famous. Pasalana, fame doesn't come by marketing. There's nothing wrong with marketing, but sometimes people want to market and to how we tell our how. 
Because it's not even anywhere near to what they told you. They blow up the product. But you see, when you, when you have wisdom from God and you start operating, we will hear about you. Like the Zimbabwean guy in Australia. Like the guy in Mali. We'll hear about you. I'm prophesying. We'll hear about you. Yeah. Why? Because of wisdom. Wisdom. That's been imparted to you by God. Utwair invested it too. During his lifetime, he spoke 3,000 wise sayings, wrote 105 songs. He taught about many kinds of plants, everything from the great cedar trees of Lebanon to the weeds that grow out of the walls. He also taught about animals, birds, crawling things, fish. He's a zoologist, he is a botanist, he is a, he is a physicist, he is a pharmacist. I see you being all of those things in Jesus. Verse 34, people from all nations came to listen to King Solomon's wisdom. This is what makes them in a company only a junior staff by Omamel. Yeah, in a company. CEOs by Omamel are your idea. Oh, some of you can a prophet tonight. Oh. Yeah. Because you see, it's not a matter of your age. No. It's a matter of the God that you are serving. Yeah. When you have a relationship with God, it just makes you to be just an outstanding individual. Then it says, people from all nations came to listen to King Solomon. The kings of all nations sent them to him because they had heard of Solomon's wisdom. We're going to hear about you. We're going to read about you. And may I ask you, when God has placed you in those positions, please don't forget him. And don't forget your church either. And don't forget your spiritual leaders either. I've got to close. I've got to close. My last point. God demonstrated his fatherhood to Jesus. You know, I never saw this. When you read the way Jesus talked about God and the way God talked about Jesus, you, you, you know, when you read it properly, you can sort of feel this, this chemistry. Huh? You know, you know, God connects with you. He, he loves you so much. If nothing else, I want you to know God loves you so much. People may not like you, but God likes you. He doesn't just love you, he likes you. Note, Matthew 3. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River. He wanted John to baptize him, but John tried to stop him. He said, why do you come to me to be baptized? Jesus says to him, I need to be baptized by you. Let it be this way. For now, we should do all things that are God's will. You see, when you seek God's will and you put God first, I want you to see what God's going to do for you as your father. It says, so John agreed to baptize Jesus. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. Note, the heaven opened. And he saw God's spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, 
just listen to those words. This is my son whom I love and I am very pleased with him. But let, me, let me show you this. If you, if you read this without the historical background, you won't know. Some of you, you know about the bar mitzvah, right? You've heard about the Jewish people do that. It's similar to Lebullo going to the mountain. Libizankana. Uh, Rite of passage. That's what it's called. Rite of passage. Our African culture is so similar to the Jewish culture. It's unbelievable. What's the purpose of rite of passage? Several things. Rite of passage is meant to symbolize a transition from childhood to womanhood or manhood. That's the first thing. It's because if you don't make that transition consciously, even if you are 40 years, you'll still behave like a 10-year-old. That's why we have young people who don't ever grow. Mama's baby. Papa's baby. They, they don't grow. They, they don't. So it's important that you, you draw a line of transition. So they, they would do that in, 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 in Jewish culture. Secondly, it signifies what? This child has obeyed my commandments. And for that reason, Mamelangne, Runaribuaka adoption. It's when there's a child Okimatang, they are not my child, but I adopt them to become my child, and there's a process. In Jewish culture, you adopted your own child. Because a child or a son child was a child wahao at two levels. The first level is that your child because they have your blood in them. They are your physical child, your DNA. But the second level is when you do the rite of passage. You adopt them as children. Because they have obeyed your commandments and because you are proud of their obedience and they have stepped into maturity, you adopt them. And when you adopt them, you give them the inheritance that has been always theirs. You entrust them with your name. If you are a king, you give them your ring. If you're royalty, you put a robe on them. You are saying, not only are you my child, you are my mature child because you have gone through the rite of passage. And then you host a ceremony where you invite people and publicly make a statement. This is my son. You use those words. This is my daughter. I'm adopting them. Watch. Jesus comes to John. He says, baptize me. John says, I can't. 
Jesus says, you've got to do it. It's God's will. We must do it. I'm obeying my father. What? So, he gets baptized. When he comes out, God throws a party. The heavens open and God speaks. This is my son. Note, it was after that experience that Jesus became different. Are you not hearing me? So watch this, Barcelona. Watch, 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 watch. So, it's a father who gives approval and who imparts maturity to their children. And it's a father who releases a child into the fullness of their destiny. That is why the honoring of a father is so key to moving forward in life. Tell you. If you dishonor, what happens is you, you, you take a key, you lock yourself in a cage. Even if only gifted, you can't figure out how to succeed. You've done everything but you haven't understood that there's only one who has a key to unlock you out. It's your dad. Physical and spiritual alike. And your heavenly father alike. All of those fathers. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when people don't honor, they don't know that they're doing themselves an injustice. So you show disrespect, you don't understand what you're doing. You are locking your own future. You'll work hard and things will never work. And many times people never, they never relate the two. Let me show you a story. See, when the prodigal son came to his father, you must note what he said. If you read it without this background, you won't know. He comes to his father, he says, give me my inheritance. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not you who decides. Your father, as he observes your maturity, gives to you based on you having earned the right by virtue of the way you handle yourself. So what he does is he prematurely wants to throw himself into something he's not. And so it was an insult. In Jewish culture, it was an insult to do that to your father. So the father decides, all right, this guy is insulting me. Here is what is yours. What happens? He has all of it. But what happens? It fizzles out. He ends up eating with the pigs. Yeah. But then, thank God, he realizes his folly, his mistakes, and he, the Bible says he came to his senses. So he says, you know, you know what? Now, note what he does. He says, I will go to my father. Yeah? I will tell my father I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I don't even deserve to be a, a, a son anymore. I don't deserve to eat from the table, even if you can treat me as your servant. But watch, a father's love is far-reaching. Because this father, the Bible tells us when he came, his father, this father saw him from afar off. What does it mean? It suggests that this father, ever since Wana Atamaile, he's been standing there looking and hoping Wana will come back. I tell you. That's how far-reaching the love of a father is. And this man... He was a man of means. He was a rich man. They used to wear a special type of attire. They would wear robes. And if you are royalty or if you are rich, you don't run. No, you don't. You never see kings running. You got to walk in a respectable way, steadily, because it's royalty. But this father, the way he longs for his son, he forgets everything, Salin Sona. 
He picks up his robe and he runs. And watch, when he gets to the sun, the sun is about to try and get his father's approval. Sansanara father, I'm You don't need all that. What I know is you were lost, now you are found. What I know is you were dead, now you are alive. And what I want, watch. Now that you've come to your senses, I'm going to throw a party for you. I'm going to do a bar mitzvah for you. Tell them to go and slaughter a lamb. Put a robe on his on his body. Put a ring on his finger. Let him sit with me at the table. Rite of passage. See, a father releases us into the fullness of our destiny. Watch, Basalan. As you spend time with God, you go through different seasons in your life. And if I can tell you, people, there comes a time when God unlocks what he's been hiding in you one day. From nowhere, things start working. I know it in ministry. The, you know, you, the key is this. Keep serving God, keep doing it. There comes a day where God just changes things for you and brings you to another level. And remember, Kiana are deciding when that day comes. I've led the church and pastored the church and did all the right things and church wasn't growing in number, things were not happening. But what do you do as a faithful son? You commit to the will of God. See, some of you, you are trying to fast track your life. It's almost like Mudibu is too slow. You know, marriage is not coming. I'm not getting my degree. There's no guy There's no woman on to melang. Guru Now you are trying to fast track everything, you know. So you are breaking all your rules. You are violating all the rules. You are getting into sin. You You can't wait. There's no behavior. You are engaging in things you shouldn't engage in prematurely. And your father is looking at you and saying, they haven't even yet reached that stage to be released into the fullness of who they are. And if you've done any of that, your heavenly father is waiting for you to come back. It's waiting for you to say, you know what, God? I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Young people, God cares more about you than you realize. And when you remember your creator in the days of your youth, you'll never regret. I want to say again, this man, Ritsebane, I was... 17 years old. We're the same age group. Okay, I'm going to say But I look back where we both come from. We were both the awkward guys. I look at him, I look at his home, I look at his family. Living testimony in front of my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. A study was made by one youth organization, Christian youth organization to check what had happened to the young people who had come through youth meetings like these ones, attending 
going there, going to church, involving God. They checked us over a span of 20 to 25 years. And they compared those young people with the young people who lived in the same vicinity, but they never cared to go to a place like this. The results were astonishing. What they found out was that many of the ones who never went, many of them were drug addicts, alcoholists, broken homes, a number had even died. Yeah. Just a few who almost made it. But of these others, their leaders in government, in church, they've got good families like him, like me, well behaved. Some of them, with time, they stop serving God, but they are still moral people. And I realized. God knows more about my life than I do. And as a father, he knows how to mold me and make me. Some of you, you've been invited. You, you haven't even received Christ as Savior and Lord of your life as yet. And as you've been listening tonight, you realize, you know, I want to give my life to Jesus. I did it when I was 17 years old. And of all the decisions I've made in my life, if there's one decision that I regard as the greatest of them all, is that decision I made on the 5th of August, 1978. I was 17 years old. I heard somebody preach like I'm preaching. And they gave me a chance. They said, if you want Jesus to come into your life, we want to pray for you and I want to do the same for you tonight. Would you bow your heads, please, and close your eyes? Nobody moving, please, and nobody leaving. No matter how young you are, you may be 10 years old, 9 years old, 12 years old, 13, 18, 19, 20, whatever age. But if, if you have never received Jesus Christ into your life, as your Savior and your personal Lord. You may have been even coming to our church for a long time, but you never made that decision. Those of you who are streaming, those of you who are watching, right where you are in that building, this is the moment. God the Father is waiting, looking over the horizon, hoping that you'll come to your senses and you'll come to Him. He wants to change you. He wants to transform you. He's your father. He cares about you. He loves you. And I'm going to ask you in this place, and those of you watching, if you say, you know what? I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ. I want Jesus to come into my life and change me and make me a child of God. Would you please pray for me? If that is you, right where you are seated, would you just raise your hand, please? I'd like to pray for you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Keep the hands raised. Thank you so much. This is what it's about, young people. It may seem awkward. You may feel like funny about it. But this is where it all starts. Thank you for those hands. May I ask all of you who raised your hands this 
Several of you, would you just stand on your feet right where you are? Just where you are. Just stand on your feet. There you go. Just please help them. Just help them. Let them stand on their feet all over the place. That's right. That's right. All over, all over, all over. Yes. You see, in this place, in this church, we give people a chance to make a commitment to Christ. We are not ashamed about it because we did it too. In fact, we are so excited for you. I'd love to meet you over here in front, young people, and pray with you, if you don't mind. Could you please take everything that's your belonging in your hands and just come walk to the front. I want to meet you here in front and pray with you. Come on. Give them a big hand. Come on.